welcome once again to another episode of Stu Ham Productions presents JDM Solve the World After, After Dark. Dark. I am James. And I am Matt. And with us is a very special guest, uh, Andrew. You need to work on my intro. I mean, really, that's. <laughs> in, anyway, yes. This is Andy or Bill Winkle. Uh, Hello. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I've waiting for. I've been waiting on that. Come on. Yep, keep going. One more time. Now the crickets. You know, it just ain't the same. Thank you. And you get a little creepy there. Anyway, you, you, you got to give the people what they want. Aha. Well. Hello. Do we though? <laughs> Um, I love you. Love me. Oh my God! There's oh Jesus Christ! Sorry about that. There's a documentary uh, right now on uh, Netflix called uh, "I Love You, You Hate Me," and it's about about uh, it's about that big purple dinosaur. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. I, I didn't know. No, I haven't oh, watched it. I was I was just flipping through uh, the flick of necks. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm older than that generation. Oh, yeah. I didn't have any kids during that generation. Tubby Tellies. Well, that's another. I'm sorry. I'm Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner, fucking Johnny Quest. Oh, well, I wasn't so much into Johnny Quest, but. Oh, Johnny Quest was bad. Looney Tunes. Oh, oh yeah. Johnny Quest would get straight up canceled. Oh, no. Shit, yeah. Haji? Okay, so. Okay, here's the thing. Only only people that don't understand the culture mm-hmm. think that calling someone haji is derogatory. Right. Because the term haji is referred to somebody that actually made the trip to Mecca. Actually made the pilgrimage to Mecca. In the Muslim community, a haji is somebody that's made, and, and they will be referred to, once they make that trip to Mecca, they're referred to as Haji Muhammad, Haji, you know, whatever. Right. But, yeah, because they've made but, but, the Hajj. But this kid on Johnny Quest, his name was Haji. Yes, and he was he Indian. Was, he was Indian. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Of course, I know it was Tennessee Tuxedo, Underdog. Yeah. It's little old me, Underdog. Yeah. Tennessee, I don't know. I can't remember all of it. Tennessee Tuxedo. <laughs> um, There's no need to fear. Underdog is, is here. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a frog. It's a frog. Not bird, no plane, nor even frog. <laughs> Use a crash or something. Just it's just the little me underdog. underdog. <sighs> Hong Kong Fooey, another one super guy. guy. Hong Kong Fooey, faster than the human eye, quicker than the human eye. Chicka chow, chicka chow, chicka chow, chicka chow, chicka pop pop. I don't want to pop pop. Banner now, banner now. Who's the voice of? Oh my God! Hong Kong Fooey. Andy knows. Scatman Crothers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Hong Kong food. <sighs> yeah. David and Goliath. The claymation. Clay, claymation. Yeah. Yeah. That was a Christ, that was a Christian based cartoon too. Yep. It was always had a, a message. Yep. And Goliath was the dog. Right. Oh, Davy. Oh, no. Oh, no, Mr. Hand. <laughs> Here comes Sluggo. Mr. Bill. I used to have a Mr. Bill t-shirt. <laughs> um, that was a Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah, yeah, for the longest time. Yep. Uh, okay, so tonight... Um, I think we should talk about the holidays and what we traditionally did growing up versus what we do now. Uh, Traditions that we have uh, gone away from and traditions that we have started. Take it away, Mr. James. All right. Um, you're talking holidays. Oh, we're talking Halloween. Yeah, sure. Okay. We'll 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 start. Okay. You know, start as, somewhere. As a kid, you know, well, you coming always, up. You always had to dress up. Of course, we lived out here in the country, and you went and to the neighbors, you know, in your little Halloween costume. And it usually sucked because back then it was usually colder than fuck, so you had to wear a coat over your costume. So yeah, kind of ruined the pre- presentation, but you know. You got candy and stuff, but there was a few of the neighbors that you always got the caramel apple. You know. mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Oh, hey, kids. Uh, uh, didn't know. Uh, <laughs> here's 25 cents. 25 cents back in the 70s. That's okay. Here's two dimes and a nickel. <laughs> but, you know, you go on to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, um, some of my earliest memories was when... My brother Gary was married to Terry, and her folks would come up from Lutesville. Always have a big Thanksgiving dinner. But people want to talk about climate change. I remember several Thanksgivings that her folks couldn't make it to the Ozarks because of snow. Yeah. On Thanksgiving. Where did they live? Lutesville, Missouri, which is down by Cape Girardeau. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Just down towards Boot Hill area. Yeah, towards Boot Hill, yeah. okay. Uh, Christmas, back when I was a kid, we, uh, was, like I say, this is my earliest memories because Gary got married when I was three and a half, something like that. But every other year, Gary and Terry would come to our house for Christmas Eve, spend the night, then wake up and we'd do presents and all that shit. And then the other off years, they would go to her folks. <coughs> and so we'd usually have Christmas with them, like, the week before. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always look forward to it because I always got my bigger presents from Gary and Terry. Whatever that was, you know, my vibration football game or my um, um, slot car track. And yeah, yeah. Shit like that, you know. But then uh, on the off years, we would go down to visit my family in Pleasant Hope 
this was my uncle Sid and Aunt Mary and then all their kids would come in during the day and it was just kind of we sat around and visited was just a kid that was kind of boring but me and my cousins mm. would go play and all that shit you know yeah but yeah that was that was my growing up but now Thanksgiving uh, we have it down at Herb Lentz. usually I mean I, I smoke a turkey Linda she bakes a turkey and like this year it's gonna be pretty big cause all the kids are coming in from Vegas uh, their kids and their kids' kids and everything, so it's going to be a pretty big deal. And then Friday nights, we're probably going to have a party in my garage. Um, I have to. Well, I know. Drink a little bit and uh, and maybe do a couple podcasts while the kids are here. Yeah. You know that that one crazy motherfucker we had on here a few weeks ago, uh, Howie. <laughs> <laughs> Get him alive and in person. That, uh, that'll be great. Um, I know you had said, what was it, last year? Uh, you ended up picking up the guitar and... Uh, no, two years ago. Two years ago, yeah, and, and, and playing a little bit of something, something. Yeah, this is because of uh, Cardell, who is Nikki's son, who is... Nikki is... Howie's wife, uh-huh. his girlfriend, Sonny Shay, she's like, is that your guitar over there? I'm like, yeah, it is. She's going to play for me? I'm like, no, I'm not. Because I just started even messing with our album again. Yeah. And before the night was over and a few drinks and everything, I ended up playing a couple songs with the album. Yeah. It was fun. It was like, God, I'm nervous as fuck doing this shit. So... So this year, you're down here. Uh, we'll just have to put on a show. We're going to have to... Uh, <laughs> we're going to practice. <laughs> we're going to have to start practicing again. Because, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't... Uh, I, I've been... Uh, Concentrating on podcast. Well, not just that, but when it, when it does come time to, like, I'm like, nah, you know, I'll, I'll pick up pick up one of my bases and it's like still trying to figure out like the verse part of sweet child of mine mm. i gonna lie that's not one of our songs though. no it's not but uh ideally we could work on some cover songs <laughs> yeah we, we could we're like oh fuck what did they tune in we're half stepping we're nowhere close to this shit <laughs> Well, and that was that was a good thing about uh, my bass teacher, because he knew that we were half step down. So when mm-hmm. he wrote out the uh, music for "Sweet Child of Mine," he wrote it as if we we're playing half step down. Oh yeah, cool. and the good part about Guns and Roses, they're already half step down. Well, yeah, there you go. But like back in the old days, you know, we used to play Seek and Destroy and For Whom the Bell Tolls. But if you try to play along with that CD tune to a half step down, they ain't working because they were tuned 440. Yep. Okay. Um, I got to do this only because I, I love this intro. Oh, okay. 
the uh, intro, it sounds so much fucking better. You ready for this, Andrew? Lay it on, man. Just a little double kick in there. I'll play it again. Please. I was getting ready to say, play it again. Listen closely. Okay. Okay. For those of you who are listening to this while you're high right now, um, you can blame me. Yeah, just don't freak out. It'll be okay. Just take another toke and relax. Just just ride through it. Yeah, so that's uh, that's been taking okay. up some of my time. Yeah, uh, re- remastering, if you will. Uh, I don't want to fine tuning. Well, shit. No, you said you were going to surprise Chris by having him on here and not let him hear it. But now, he, if he listens to this podcast, he's going to be like, "What have you been doing to our CD?" Ah, uh, but see, that's just that. That's a snippet. That's a snippet. That's a snippet. Shout out to Chris Turt. We love you. We want you on this podcast. Damn it. Yes. Talk- uh, we want you here in person, but if we can't do that, we want you on the phone. So, so we can do a blind reaction to hmm. the uh, the remastered. Want you some? Get you some. Do you realize if we'd release that album on a major label, we would be eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right now? Mm. <laughs> Who knew? Twenty five years from the original release date of your first album. Yeah. Has it been twenty five years? Yeah. Nineteen ninety seven. Well we recorded it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. The only reason I know that is because I had my twenty seventh uh wedding anniversary last month, so yeah. <laughs> there it is. That's now why, you know. that's that's why we look old as fuck now. It's been 25 years since we've done that shit. I wouldn't necessarily say I look old as fuck in facial-wise, but... uh, Don't you hate it it when you're on Facebook and you're you're looking through your friends and you're like going, God damn, they look old as shit. And you're like going, oh, wait, yeah. We went to high school together. God damn, we graduated 30 years ago. Fuck. Uh, (laughs) that, That was... That was a hard realization this year, uh-huh. honestly, for myself. It's just I, like, it's just another day for me. And that's the way to look at it. Eh. It's like Rogan said about birthdays. He's like, I don't know why these motherfuckers get all upset because I don't wish them a happy birthday. He's like, you had one birthday. The day you were fucking born, get over it. Right. <laughs> all that is is just That's your birthday. The day you were born... Uh, just get over the rest of them. All the other ones are just a celebration of that day. Don't hit on me. Hit on Joe Rogan. I was just yeah. quoting him. Ta-da. So, hashtag Joe Rogan. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andrew. <laughs> holiday traditions. Oh. and Traditions that you have <laughs> let go to the wayside. 
traditions that you do now? Well, um, you know, Halloween, yeah, you know, dressed up, went up from house to house, people we knew, got candy, come back, you know, ate it, whatever. Thanksgiving, we do uh, mom's side of the family, and then we do dad's side of the family. Mm-hmm. You know, had the usual, you know, turkey. Okay. So, so you got to eat two dinners in one day? Yeah. Well, no. Or a day apart. Or... That depended either like one one week, one next week, mm. all depending on when my uncle can, you know, and his family come down to grandma's. Mm-hmm. We'd either, I don't know if we, I can't remember if we did it both in the same day or I think it was... Some some people do either one day and then the next day. Some some people do like a Thanksgiving lunch. Mm-hmm. But growing up, when I was a kid, it was breakfast, dinner, and supper. Some people done a dinner, and then other people done a supper. And when I was married to my first wife, it was kind of that way. We went to dinner over there, and we came to supper over to my to mom and dad's house. So I was like, yeah, that was a bad fucking calorie day. <laughs> I like to, you know, uh, have a liner. A liner? Yes. It's a lunch and a dinner. Yeah. Because, I mean, but it it's all in semantics. Mm-hmm. Uh, lunch, dinner, supper, you know, dinner, supper, whatever. Right. It, it because it growing up. What, it depends on what part of the country you're from. Right. Growing up in Illinois, uh, everything up there was a pop. Ah, let me get a pop or a Coke. Right. Hey, can I get a Coke? Oh, all we have is Pepsi. Yeah, that's what I said. Right. Uh, hey, give me a Coke, man. Uh, what do you want to drink? Uh, make it a Dr. Pepper. Right. You know, or... Um, I, I think we talked about this on one of our podcasts because around yeah. here it was pop. Yeah. And everything, but down in southeast Missouri, apparently it was soda. Yes. Or if you listen to Jerry Clower, you know, it, it's one of them that are soda waters. Soda waters, yeah. Or belly washer. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Jerry Clower. Mm-hmm. Oh. Marsalis. Uncle Udell and Nadell and Maydell and whatever the fucking Dells he was talking about. Modell or <laughs> yeah. something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! that better. I, I, I seen Jerry Clower at the Missouri State Fair. Oh. I don't remember what year this was. I was up there with mom and dad. I was pretty young. And he wasn't playing on the main stage or nothing. He was playing like out in the little. He was playing the second stage, basically. Basically, or, it was, there was like a little lawn section or a little bitty stage set up. And he was yeah, up okay. there doing his act. And it's like, holy shit, that's Jerry Clower. Yeah. I've seen him on TV. And mom ended up getting his autograph and everything after he got done with his set. And. It was cool. My dad loves Jerry Clower because he's like like Jeff Foxworthy. He he's clean, right? But dad, uh, Jerry's a was I I don't even know um, very uh, God fearing man, right? Yeah, and he was very clean, but he was also a very devout roll tide. Yeah. 
Well, the thing about Jerry Clyde yeah. was, you know, he was very clean and everything, but he just told stories. Yep. From his life experiences. And some of, you know, I hate to bring up Bill Cosby because of all the recent shit. Yeah. But um, his, Bill Cosby himself, yeah. like in 1983, I think that came out, or correct me if I'm wrong. You, but anyway. To the Google machine. The Google machine. But he was just telling stories about his wife giving birth and going to the dentist and all that shit. I mean, we could relate with all of that shit. That's why, that's why it made it so fucking funny. Because mm-hmm. it was just like real life experiences, you know? Okay. I uh, mean, some, some, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I love dirty comedians too. I mean, Eddie Murphy. Close. 1983. I said 1983. I thought you said 84. Oh, I said 83. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Go back and listen to the tape. I think I said 83. You know, uh, when Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. After he set himself on fire. Yeah. And. A little free basin. Yeah. Yeah. And he started he started telling I had stories. Some, I, had some, I had some 2% milk and some homogenized milk. And when I dipped my cookie in it, the shit blew up. <laughs> and they, uh, I mean, just, just listening to him, like Richard Pryor. Yeah, okay, he was, he's pretty dirty, you know. Well, but Red Fox was really you know, dirty. You listen to Richard Pryor. I, I watched Live and Sunset Strip here. It's been a few months ago. Yeah. And I'm like going, say nothing compared to the comedians no, today. No, it's not. Yeah. You know, uh, Eddie Murphy, delirious and himself, or uh, uh, raw. Right. You know, oh my God, he's so dirty. And then, the, then comes along Sam Kennison and talks about gay necrophilia. Yeah. Or Lisa Lampanelli. Oh, yeah, the queen of mean. <laughs> uh, the dude Joe of, Rogan, I'm sorry, talking about jerking off and doing, doing a fucking gator roll and wiping it off and going to sleep in a hotel room. <laughs> uh, whatever his name, Mike and Molly. Oh, yeah. Um, he's uh, not that dirty, though, but he's... Well, well you know, when he talks about his little nephew trying to take pictures of the dolphins jumping, that, yeah. Well, you know... Most of your, you know, mainstream comedians you see on TV mm-hmm. and, right. and a sitcom right. started out, you know, doing right. Bob and, Saget. And, and, oh, oh shit! Oh and, shit! And, wow! And, and like Rogan talks about, that's the that's the worst they can, thing that can happen to you is get a sitcom because then they control what you can do yeah. on your stand up. Because they're like, oh, if you're, if, well, because if, you are a, uh, if, yeah, you're a network employee. Uh, if you're too, if you're too controversial in your stand-up, he uh, said that's what's cool, kind of about the pandemic and everything. And you're a symbol moving out of L.A. because they've got out of that wanting yeah. to be a Hollywood deal, so stand-ups can just be fucking stand-ups. Roseanne, <laughs> she yeah. she made a comment, and then all of a sudden, her show. That had been on for however long. Well, they they well, brought they it, brought it back. They brought, well, they, they brought it got back. rid of her. Yeah, right. I mean, they brought it. I mean, they brought. I mean, the show had been off the air for 
20 years, something like that, the Roseanne show, whatever. Yeah. Brought it back, the Connors. And yeah, she made some statement, some political statement, and the network said, You're done. Uh, no, uh, racist. Was it racist? Yeah, it was oh, like okay. it was like some bullshit racial or something like that. And yeah. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, uh, and she she blamed it on being on Adderall and everything like that. And it's just like Roseanne's fucked up. Oh yeah. I mean, she's a great comedian. Don't get me wrong, but and Rogan had her on her on his podcast. And he was talking to her about it. Well, she got ran over at fifteen years old. Got hit by a car. Yeah. It fucked her head up. Yeah. And that's going to stay with you. Well, and that's why she became such a great fucking comedian. Same thing kind of happened to Sam Kinison. He had a severe head trauma, and he kind of like, just said, fuck it. I mean. He was an ordained minister. We we have, you know. Pentecostal. Yeah. We all have a filter. But when something like that happens to you, their filter went away. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're doing this shit. Yeah. And that's what made them great. With, I mean, what, you know. With it, Sam, it, uh, he led two lives. Led the, the one in the, in the spotlight, the, the party hard, the, the, uh, <laughs> womanizer. Yeah. But then behind the scenes, he was giving money to Pentecostal missionaries and taking care of families and churches and everything. Um, and it wasn't until... Even though even though the church kind of fucked him. Yeah. Because he would he would have never became a comedian. He was a preacher. Yeah. But, and I can't remember what I watched this on. It might have been his documentary or something. Yeah. Because his but brother were, was his character. They, they were talking about that, and and Sam went in front of the church and said, "Jesus is not coming back. Jesus is already here, and he's in your heart, and it's up to you to find him. It's not for me to tell you how to find him." And the church went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't say that shit." And so he kind of got excommunicated out of the church. Excommunicado. Excommunicado. If you uh, watch John Wick. Yep. Well, they didn't send out a hit party to kill him. <laughs> well, you know, but basically the same thing, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think he's going to write. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, not, it's not up for some preacher to tell me how I feel. Right. It's up to me to like accept, okay, my Lord and Savior, or however you believe. Movie character, mm-hmm. movie character, uh, along all same lines as religion. Mm-hmm. The movie is Dogma. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock's character Rufus, mm-hmm. and the he 13th said, "The Apostle," right? But he said, and it, and it makes complete sense when it comes to religion. But he wasn't in the book because he was a black man. <laughs> it's easier to change an idea than it is to change a belief. Right. It's great to have ideas, mm-hmm. but to have beliefs 
it's harder right. to change. Uh, and he he was the first one to point out, uh, you know, yes, uh, Mary gave birth to Jesus without knowing the touch of a man. But if you honestly think that Mary and Joseph never got it on. Mm-hmm. And never had any other kids. Yeah. Or, or, or that section of the Bible that's missing from Jesus, you know, being born and being a child to all of a sudden, boom, he's 30 years old. Right. Because if, if you're a 13 year old kid yeah. and you're told you're the son of God. Mm-hmm. How bad is that going to fuck with your head? Yeah. You're either going to be a, become a complete prick because you like going water, wine. <laughs> Do you know who my dad is? <laughs> You're going to well, get fired. Well, it's, it's like in dogma where Chris Rock goes, you don't think Jesus? He's like, he's like, he's like, they took me. He said, I was knee deep in shepherd's, shepherd's daughters. Of course, that was, and the whole thing was the Mary Magdalene. Yep. But she wasn't just a whore. She was actually married to Jesus. And the offspring came from him, and that's where the woman, I can't remember her name now, she was also on um, Men in Black, the girl that played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, she was the last scion, the last yeah. bloodline of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So like, he's, he's 30 years old. If you, if you look back in time, um... People were procreating and having babies at 14, 15 years old back then. Because you had to. Right. But because life is expectancy was 30, 40 years old. Right. Well, I mean, people lived older than that. But the average was, you know, because so many women died in childbirth back then because, you know, no medicine, nothing. Right. <laughs> But you know, it's uh, it's it. That's it, our religious connotation for yeah. for the week. <laughs> well, and it, it it's just that that little piece of advice, and I I got it. It's a movie, mm-hmm. and you know everybody was up in arms about that movie. Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin Smith went to Catholic school for thirteen right. years. Well, and um, God damn it! Of all the filmmakers. In Hollywood, I'm gonna go off on a limb and say he knows a he knows a thing or two about uh, Catholicism. Well, like, you, you look at him, and you look at um, the other comedian, the priest, in the movie. Oh, George Carlin. George Carlin. Yeah. Grew up in, in Catholic school. Yep. You look at Bill Maher. Bunch of people that grew up in the Catholic religion. Mm-hmm. And now they're either totally against it or whatever. It's like, what happened? Right. Well, you know, it's like, 
But then on the other, but on the flip side of the deal, if you ever notice in every movie where there's an obsession, a demonic possession, yeah, or okay, whatever, um, it always deals with Catholics. Yeah, you never seen a demonic possession movie about a Baptist? No. Or, or Seventh Day Advent, or Latter Day Saints, Latter Day Saints. Or, yeah. Yeah. No. So, Jehovah's Witnesses. So, so, <laughs> you know, is, okay. is, is, is that, is that uh, Satan's way of like, well, that's the strongest one. I got to try to fuck with it. No, I think what it is uh, with when it comes to movies, or, or they just it's like, yeah, the Catholic Church is the big one, so we're going to put this movie about this, right? There's that, but then there's like supposed real accounts of possessions and shit, but but it usually happens to Catholics. Okay, uh, the movie Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Van Helsing is dispatched by the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Well, during that period of time, that was the church. Yeah. I mean, that's why we left England. The Catholic Church ran everything. Yep. That's why we came to the United States. All of us illegal immigrants. Heathens, if you will. Come to the United States. Steal land. And steal land. Murder, rape, pillage. That was before we got off the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Kill name dismember. And then we wrote a constitution and everything that separated church and state. Because we didn't want the church yeah. to write our policies. Huh. Hmm. That sounds like something that's kind of happened here recently. Uh-huh. Like all the posts on Facebook, we need God back in our, in our government. No. no. No, we don't. No. I mean, you need to get rid of the separation of church and state then. Well, the the thing no, is, is did, everybody did. that's that's saying this shit doesn't like they don't re- they're they're the ones that uh, you know they they go on and on about fucking uh, we need you know you need to take all everybody's guns away from them. Well, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can amend any right that's in the Constitution except for the first ten. The Bill of Rights is non-amendable. But you can still get canceled for saying shit, even though that's your first amendment oh. right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, you know, and, you know, play the devil's advocate here. You you can say whatever the fuck you want. But there's still consequences. Yes. For what you say. Yes. You say fire at a fucking theater, you're probably going to jail. You say bomb on a plane. Right. Yeah. But. You talk shit against your boss, he's probably going to fire you. Every action has an equal or greater reaction. The First Amendment actually says the government cannot dictate what you can say or not say. Okay. Uh, You get a lot of people that, well, the Second Amendment was written during uh, when they had muskets and everything. All right. Fair play. Freedom of speech was written when there were no internet, television, barely any newspapers. 
your freedom of speech encompassed that square in the town center to where you could go and you could say whatever you wanted. And only white people could go say what they wanted to. I, <laughs> I'm not 100% knowledgeable on that one. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. That That's, that's why. Yeah. yeah. Not all men were created equal, apparently, even though the Constitution says all men are created equal. Right. Uh, okay, back to uh, the holiday <laughs> things. Uh, traditionally, growing up, uh, Thanksgiving was generally uh, with my mom. Uh, we would always go over to like her friend's house and we'd have a big dinner. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was all good, but never had any leftovers. Because that's the best part about Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It's fucking leftovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas was generally always at my dad's, and we would go down to the lake. Uh, Mom would work. She would give uh, like younger mothers the day off mm-hmm. so they could spend with their family. But Mom would do that because she'd get paid double time. Right. Double time and a half right. for working on Christmas Day. And, um, yeah, I mean, we would go down to my grandparents down at the lake, and it was, it was great. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was the quote-unquote traditional Christmas. Everybody come together. You got your gifts and mm-hmm. everything like that. And it was, it was, a, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, as I got older, um, still did the whole Christmas thing. Uh, and it wasn't until I left home did it change. Mm. Uh, cause once I left home, I just, another day, mm. you know, I, I, I spent Christmases, out of the country. I spent uh, Thanksgivings out of the country and it's just like, you know, if, if I had it to do over, oh no, I'd still do the same fucking, I, I would have started a long time before that, like, hey, here we're doing Christmas. Oh, what am I doing on Christmas? I'm, I'm going to Los Angeles. I'm going to New York. <laughs> I'm going someplace other than right. being around uh, family that likes to squabble or mm. you know mm-hmm. grow a fit, materialistic people and stir shit. Like yes, right. yes. I can I can go to New York and see somebody take a shit on the sidewalk. That'll be more exciting than your drunk uncle uh, trying to talk football. <laughs> well, it's like you know. That was my childhood, but whenever, whenever Anna and I got together, we'd go over to her, her folks, and there was usually it was because I wasn't used to a big crowd at Christmas or Thanksgiving. It was like just close family. Well, her close family was about 40, 50 people plus kids. Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus. Yeah. But then, you know, here in recent years, um, 
we'd always send gift cards. You know, we got to where we weren't doing presents anymore. It's like, okay. Everybody's got what they want, so we'll do a gift card. Yeah. Whatever. We'd send gift cards to everybody. Well, then when Gary got diagnosed with cancer, um, he told us, he's like, you know, I can't afford to send out gift cards anymore. So don't give me nothing and everything. Let's just get together. And that's what we end up doing. And we've kind of kept that tradition since. It's yeah. like, and she breaks her, bakes prophecy seed bread for everybody. And then we go down to Herbie and Linda's and Linda's always got us a little goodie basket of shit that makes you fat. And, you know. Uh, and That sounds wonderful. It is, yeah. And but you know, on Thanksgiving we get together and we go down to Urban Linda's and we eat and come down here and like I say Friday night we usually have an after party and then Christmas Eve we go down there and instead of the traditional turkey and everything, she does prime rib. So we have a prime rib dinner and everything and exchange our goodies, you know, so everybody's gonna gain ten pounds and that was cool. then. Because you got a baker sitting across the table from you. Well, well you go ahead and bring that shit down. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I don't go to Minnesota, but yeah. I have a feeling I'll pray. You, you, you're going to be here for Thanksgiving, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would love it if my daughter was listening and was able to come down for Christmas because mm, cool. that would just be Get her on the podcast like she wants to do. I know, right? She wants to she wants to be on the podcast, Dad. Yeah. Well she was at work tonight, but uh you know, when she called. She was just Hey Dad. So Andy, how's your how's your Thanksgiving and Christmas changed? I mean, to now. Well we would you know, like one weekend would be it was either one weekend and then next or a Saturday would be one side of the family and then Sunday would be the other. Okay, now that side of the family, they either go up there, well, stay up there or Where's up there? Warrensburg. Okay. Well, some of my aunt's family still live here in Polk County. So they'd go there and then it it's usually, you know, it'd just be me, mom, dad, and brother. Mm-hmm. Mom would go get brother, bring him back to the house, and for Thanksgiving and Christmas, we started doing legs and thighs. You know, mm-hmm. Chicken instead of turkey. You know, mm-hmm. if mom fixed turkey, dad ate it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't bitch. Mm-hmm. He'd eat it just like I would. But one one time, dad said, "How about we have legs and fives?" Mm-hmm. I'm going, okay, yeah, count me in. 
And from, uh, and from those then of you on, that couldn't see that, uh, Andy was holding up his hands saying, yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. You know, the idea was brought up, you know. Well, I was faking it. Yeah. I was faking it, but, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, but like I said, it didn't matter what mom fixed, we all ate it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, from then on, it was legs and thighs for Thanksgiving and Christmas at the house. And then... Like the week before or a week after, you know, however, 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 however it worked, we'd go over to uh, uh, mom's side of the family, go over to uh, my cousin Becky's house, and have you know Thanksgiving dinner, you know, turkey mm-hmm. dressing, right, mashed taters, corn. Uh, Chicken and dumplings, you know. Green bean casserole. Yeah, yeah green bean casserole, you right. know, the whole shebang. Um, you know, shit like that. But, you know. If, if I'm overstepping my bounds, tell me. Okay. If you ain't got nothing going on this Thanksgiving, you and your mom are welcome to come out here. Okay. So, just throw that out there. All right. Okie dokie. We'll be down to Herbie Linda's and... Are you picking up what he's throwing down? Oh yeah, but I know this year's I gonna get be, it. this year's gonna be tough. Oh yeah, but you know, if you ain't got nothing else going on with Simpsons and everybody else, mm-hmm. if, if you want to, you guys are welcome to come out here. Okay, the thank Simpsons. you. I appreciate that. It's not that type of Simpsons, trust me. <laughs> not even close. Well, you do know. I, I got nothing on that one. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> he opened his mouth. He's like, shit, draw a blank. Because <laughs> uh, I'm the cream of the crop. Yeah. I want to rise to the top. I guess you don't know what he can see this, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Since she was telling Andy about that, so right, just, just making sure nobody can but see I, your T-shirt. But I know everybody can visualize the Macho Man doing the 360 and holding up the little creamer cup, and saying he's the cream of the crop. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, uh, the last Thanksgiving I did with uh, Mom, we were at my house in Tennessee, and I made a turkey, and I made mashed potatoes, and I made sweet potatoes, and corn, and croissants. Mm-hmm. Um, He's going to make a good wife for somebody someday. Well, and, you know, the, the turkey, honestly, the turkey didn't turn out too bad um, for my first turkey ever. I didn't burn it. Um, it wasn't dry. No, oh, okay. Um, my mom Not bad got, for your first time. Yeah. Mom got a little upset that I didn't have gravy, but yeah. tried to tell her. I, I'm learning, Mom. I'm learning. No. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't eat gravy, Mom. I, I eat breakfast gravy, sausage gravy. What is wrong with you? 
Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking the same thing. It's like I thought I knew this man, but he knows no gravy with a no, turkey, no brown gravy with turkey oh. and mashed potatoes and shit. No bro- oh, what is wrong with you? No, you take the you take the corn, the the highly buttered corn. Okay, on I'm your mashed you. potatoes. You, you take your mashed potatoes, you put them on, you put them yeah, on the plate. Okay, and you make I'd buy that too. But. You make a divot, and then the corn goes inside. And that's how I eat mashed taters. Okay. Well, now, I don't care if the turkey is, you know, juicy or dry. You got to have some brown gravy. Exactly. White or dark meat, whatever. Yep. Now, I, no, now, I, I used to eat this I mean, for me. Woods. That's Woods, just me. Woods Supermarket, their deli, used to do a, <coughs> I think they still do, it's a, um, Tenderloin. And I used to go get that for Anna and I for lunch on Thursdays. It's like, okay. They'd like separate the tenderloin with the mashed potatoes and the white gravy and the corn, whatever. It's like, no. I want the mashed potatoes on top of my tenderloin. And I want my corn on top of the mashed potatoes. She goes, oh, you want a mountain? I'm like, yes, I do. Okay. Didn't know there was such a thing, but anyway. But there's a white gravy, too. Yeah. White, brown, whatever. But, whoa, whoa, but, whoa, but, whoa, whoa. Hey. Hey. It's gravy. You never had you never had roast beef or brown gravy on your mashed potatoes? When I was younger, uh, you know, I, I can't make gravy. Generally, I mean, well, like that's no need di- to deprive everybody else from having gravy. Dinner gravy, and my mom was like, "Ah, where's the gravy?" And I'm like, "I'm not making it. I'm the one that's in this goddamn kitchen. You know, the I'm slaving away over this little packets that you open up and you dump in and you put a little water yeah. or whatever yeah. you start yeah. up, and that's gravy." Well. That wasn't on my shopping list when I went <laughs> well, and got everything okay. for fucking Thanksgiving okay, fair dinner. Enough. Fair enough. And besides, we were uh, eating, and this is the greatest part about Thanksgiving, we were eating leftovers for about a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. And that's why on Christmas Eve, Linda makes prime rib because everybody's burnt out on fucking Thanksgiving leftovers. That's that's the most un-American thing you've ever said. Well, no, I I no. I can never, never get you, tired of Thanksgiving dinner. You, you so you want to eat turkey and dressing and uh, mashed potatoes? I don't eat dressing every, every day. But turkey okay, and mashed potatoes? Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Man, I can sit here and eat a steak every day, eat a pizza every day, and I'd be happy. I'd be fat, but I'd be happy. Not if you eat a ribeye every day and some veggies. Uh, I'm more of a, a, a strip. Okay, strip and some veggies. Strip, strip. ribeye, whatever. Good, you know, good sirloin. Good, good, clean protein veggies. But yeah, if you eat the mashed potatoes every day, yeah, you're gonna get fat. But. And they're they're real taters too. I, right. I'm not a. I mean, I'm I'm not. Speaking ill on anybody that makes instant taters. Um, That's just lazy. In my house, it's real potatoes. With without the lumps. 
Oh, with. Because I, I don't use a blender. I use a masher. Oh, well. So there's 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 lumps in them taters. You can still have lumps with the, you know, with the beer. It depends on how much time you take. Right. Um, you know. I I was a poor white child. How many, and how many, I, how many times have you made taters, mashed taters? Andy? I haven't, but I've watched mom do it. Oh, okay. Now, my daughter... I just wondered if it was from experience. You know, I'm just, you know, watching. My, my daughter's mom never could understand how her potatoes were... Her mashed potatoes were always fluffy and, like, the greatest. And they were real mashed potatoes because I would peel the potatoes. She'd put mayonnaise oh. in her potatoes. Yeah, okay. You, you, you know what I like? I like mashed potatoes with the skins on them. <gasps> yes. They look a little funky, but, oh, yeah. Good. The, the, all, the pro, all, all the good shits of the skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Tracking all. Of course, that, that little dinner we had tonight with tri-tip and fried taters and onions and stuff wasn't too shabby. Nope, it's it's pretty good. It's <laughs> yes, it <was>. pretty good. <laughs> Damn good. I mean the the shout out to Amanda and Ann for making the tape. Oh. Mm-hmm. Man, honey, hush. I I I love. Okay, this this will tell you how good those those uh, fried potatoes were. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to grab out the ketchup. <laughs> I thought about it, but nah, too much trouble. Okay. Just sit down and Speaking of that, why is it acceptable to dip your fries in ketchup, mm-hmm. to put ketchup on um, fried potatoes, but it's disgusting to put ketchup on your mashed potatoes? I can I, I can answer that, and um, I don't put ketchup on any of my fucking potatoes. Fries or otherwise, a little salt, I'm good. If I I want to eat high fructose corn syrup, I can find other other ways to ingest that shit, I guess. Soda. Yeah. I don't drink soda either, so. Yeah. I mean, and I don't do it all the time, you know, but having a little, uh, little cup of ketchup on the side to dip my fries in. If I so feel the need, yeah. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not a Neanderthal, and I cover my fries and ketchup. I'm not, I'm not a uh, Patrick Mahomes. I know he makes what half a billion dollars playing for the Chiefs. That's and, what his contract was for. Yeah, yeah, he can he can afford any steak he wants to. And he dumps fucking ketchup on a steak. I'm sorry. I would slap the fuck out of that motherfucker if I see him. If he if he put ketchup on one of my steaks, I would slap the shit out of him. I'll give a fuck how much money he makes. <laughs> That's just... Did you need any A1 steak sauce on that tri-tip tonight? No. There you go. Although, I do like Heinz 57. Or Heinz 57. No. Did, did you need any Heinz 57 no. on that tri-tip? What are you tonight? thinking of it? Okay, there you go. See, no, we have time to eat. You know. <laughs> right. I don't... Uh, I've been to restaurants, and it's 
I don't need the A1, you know, because the steak is, is, is a good cut and it tastes good. But I like the flavor of A1. I like the flavor of Hot 57. You know. Well, potato, tomato. If, if 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 I have to put Heinz 57 or A1 or Country Bob's or whatever on my steak, you just fucked up a good cut of meat. If it started as a good cut of meat. If I order a fucking if I order a fucking ribeye or a strip and I have to put anything on it besides yeah. what they seasoned it with, they fucked up a good cut of meat. Um last time I was down at my dad's um we we went out to eat uh, it was my dad, my stepmom, and I, and we went <clears throat> went to this restaurant, and I got a strip and steak fries, mm-hmm. and I asked for a one, and the waitress looked at me, my dad looked at me, but the A one wasn't for the steak. The A one was for my fries. Uh, okay. Because again, I like the taste of A one. Okay. You take a little bit of A one. A little bit of ketchup, you mix that shit up, and it tastes fucking good. Okay. But no, when I was in high school, uh, living with my dad, he um, he'd grilled out for us and he'd made some steaks. Mm-hmm. And my brother, my stepbrother, Patrick Mahomes, that fucking steak, mm-hmm. and dad said, That'd be the last time you ever fucking do that. Mm-hmm. If you want to put ketchup on a steak, I'll make you a hamburger. Right. And then he switched to Country Bob's, but... Yeah. But still. Yeah. I, um... But, I mean, again, we were kids. I think we were... Eighth grade, maybe? Mm-hmm. Now, what he eats a steak with now? I don't know. But that goes along the same lines as ordering barbecue. Mm-hmm. If I'm ordering barbecue, I don't want sauce on it. Right. Because if you put sauce on your barbecue right off the bat, you're hiding something. Right. Either you don't have the skill to smoke mm-hmm. or <clears throat> you just don't have the I mean, skills. You can, you can sauce it when you're cooking it. When I did ribs when I lived in Tennessee... Uh, I would do two racks of ribs. And when I pulled the ribs off to wrap them in foil, Mm -hmm. I would take one rack and layer them in barbecue sauce. Mm -hmm. And I would leave the other rack dry. Mm -hmm. Because generally, if I'm, if I'm, if I was smoking uh, ribs, means that I was going to have people over. Right. And uh, my ex's daughter liked barbecue sauce on her ribs. Mm -hmm. So, and, Having the barbecue sauce cook into the ribs. It's different than piling oh, yeah. on top of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's like uh, a couple, well, was it the year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I was smoking chicken wings. I think I had two eight-pound bags of chicken wings, whatever. Damn. And I was smoking them on my big green egg. Mm-hmm. Then I had Amanda's Weber fired up. So as soon as those got done smoking, we sauced them. We done part of them, or half of them, with uh, 
Sweet Baby Ray's Buffalo Sauce. Oh, yeah. And then we put them on the grill just to caramelize that sauce. Mm-hmm. Then we done the other half of them with the honey barbecue sauce. Okay. We smoked them, thrown them off, done that kind of thing. Because I'm thinking, cause my wife, she's not big into spicy, whatever. The spicy, the Sweet Baby Ray's Buffalo Wings, mm-hmm. gone. I had honey barbecues left over. <laughs> it was like, mm-hmm. I, I think you were here for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was here for that. The, the people that don't normally like spicy, they they do. They's like, well, I'll try one of these buffalo rings, and they're like, oh, that's fucking good as shit. So, but like I say, I sauced them and then put them on the grill just to caramelize that sauce. Yeah. Just to, yeah. Seal the, the now, sauce. Now, now, if that's a little, if, if, if the buffaloes were a little too hot for you, you want to dip them into a little fucking ranch dressing you know, or kind of cool it off. blue cheese yeah. or whatever, that's fine. I don't care. God. I, I hate, I don't know. If it's me and you're ordering wings mm-hmm. and you've got to have your ranch to dip them in there mm-hmm. because they are too hot. Mm-hmm. Then you've ordered the wrong wings. Usually, if I order them, and they always come with the ranch or blue cheese and some celery sticks. Yeah, I'll eat the wings. Then I might dip my celery stick in the <laughs> ranch or blue cheese and eat it afterwards, just because it's it's there. Just like yeah, I got to eat this shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I need another beer. You know. I just, uh, wow. I think it's, uh, wow, it sounded like uh, you may need a new, another drink. You're close. Oh, we're going to do a musical prelude here? Uh, a musical interlude. Interlude, interlude, yeah. interlude. Okay, uh, let's see here. Twelve. Eh. They've heard snippets of twelve. Yeah, true. Uh, but they've heard Satan all the way through. All yes. of our loyal listeners. Yes. Um, but a song that uh, not a lot of people know. Actually, no. I, I think uh, I think they know. I don't know. But it, it kind of ties into the whole. Um, Holiday theme and everything. We wrote a holiday song? No, not necessarily a holiday <laughs> song, but... Uh, but that would could be. be. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer or something like that? Did we do that? Mama got ran over by, by a reindeer. reindeer. Walking home from oh, our house Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. You may not believe in... Oh, fuck, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> But as for me and Grandpa, we believe. I think Mama fell down an escalator. <laughs> or a bridge. <laughs> Shout out Amanda Battles. Love you, baby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Shit. Okay. So. Ready? 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 All right. 
do it. Enjoy. Uh, we will be back.
and welcome back. And you just heard that new single from that band out of Buffalo, Bolivar, Polk County, Dallas County, Missouri. Blindside. Missouri. Why? Oh, yeah. That's Rimby, right. Missouri. Polk County, Dallas County. But Rimby, Missouri. Yes. That is correct. An un- unincorporated little burg in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's now called Stewartville. Yes. Because I think we're taking it over. Yeah. Ann and I have lived here for a while. Mm-hmm. My brother Herb and his wife lived here for a while. Mm-hmm. Amanda, our stepdaughter, has lived here for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And we're getting two more. Sturts. Two more Sturts. Howie and Nikki coming in April. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to the Las Vegas Mafia. Hello. <laughs> the uh, Las Vegas Familia, if you will. Familia. Yes. <laughs> Andy and I are both a member, members of the Fair Play Mafia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with the actual I, I, I families. Know, I, I don't know if we are actually members. I don't think we've ever been made. Well... Well, if you bought the uh, the hoodie or the hat, yeah, you know. Okay, I got the hat, so I'm good. <laughs> I got the hoodie, so. Yeah. Wow. That's all it takes to be part of a family, huh? Well. Yeah. Be part of the, the mafioso is well, buying a hoodie well, or a hat. You got to do a whole lot of other shit to be, to be uh, in, the, in the shrine. Then, oh. Oh, yeah. That's what, uh, that's what we're talking about. Someday. Someday, brother. I don't know, man. You know, uh, when I <laughs> it ain't that bad. Trust me. Not anymore. No, it, it used to be. <laughs> uh, Whatever you and I went through, it used to be pretty rough. But well, you know, I, times have changed. Well, this is this is this is where I'm gonna go. I guess my left leaning views and say uh, the liberals gonna fuck that shit up for us. Well, um, yeah. Do we want to go down a rabbit hole? Hey, yeah, I mean, it is called After Dark for a reason. I'd like to go down a rabbit hole. Just, just cause. Totally off subject that we've been talking about. Like that's ever stopped us before. Exactly. Exactly, Mundo. In our lifetimes. Okay. Uh, the threat of nuclear war hasn't really been a thing. It's always been kind of out there. Yeah. But I feel like now we are closer to a nuclear war than we've been since the Cuban Missile Crisis. All because of the shit going on with Russia and um, Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. Can't call his name. Sorry. Yep. Putin. Putin. I mean, well, Putin and uh, whatever his well, name is. Who? Zelensky. Yeah, him. Yeah. Dean Zelensky. No, not Dean. The president of 
Ukraine. Oh, I don't know these things. That cat. <laughs> I'm American, and I only care about American things. Erica. But. Red, white, and blue. But what he said, there will not be a, an armistice until Putin is out of office. That's kind of scary. Okay, here's the deal. And this is talking history. Mm-hmm. There are a group of people that may or may not exist in this mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. whose sole purpose is to topple a government. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people that may or may not exist, their whole existence, their whole training is to topple governments. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's all I got to say about that. I... Looks like I heard just one person <clears throat> on a podcast talking about, you know, if... Russia starts nuking Ukraine. And everybody's freaking out. It's like, oh my God. Nuclear weapon bomb. You know how many nuclear blasts have been set off since uh, 1943? 44? Over 900. Have been, I mean, Two set off, you know, Hiroshima, Nagasaki. The rest of them have been test fires, everything. Uh, we didn't go into nuclear winter then. Nope. But, with that being said, they, they were used in... In conflict twice. Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Right. And that ended that war. But my dad talked about that. He was he was in Germany. Mm-hmm. Or he fought in the European circuit. Mm-hmm. And he was on a ship leaving Marseille, France. Headed to the Panama Canal to go over and start the island hopping campaign. Mm-hmm. And he said they were about halfway there, whatever. And he said one morning he woke up and everybody was hollering and screaming. And he's like, fuck, this ship's going down. It was like the Queen Elizabeth. Right. The ship they were on. He's like, what the fuck's this ship sinking? Whatever, and they got up there, and everybody's like, "No, we dropped these, we dropped this bomb on on Japan. This little bomb would destroy the whole city." And he's like, "Going, there ain't no way, you know, because nobody knew anything about anything like that, right?" But in the war, and so instead of going to Panama Canal, they got diverted to Maryland, I think it was, and. So his dying day, he said, if Truman hadn't dropped them two bombs, he would 
I would probably not be here today because he probably wouldn't have been here today. Yeah. Because they figured if they had started that island hopping campaign, because we knew what it took to take yeah. Iwo Jima. Yeah. I mean, how many thousands of lives? Right. That more people, and, you know, statistics say more people would have died on both sides if we'd have done an island hopping campaign than by dropping those two bombs. Well, I mean, it was terrible because it killed civilians and everybody. Right. And Mount Suribachi uh, and Iwo Jima, that was like the culmination of the island hopping campaign. Mm -hmm. Because the Marines had already started that, Mm -hmm. you know, right after Pearl. Oh, yeah. Guadalcanal and Tarawa and, you know, Guam and all that. And Iwo Jima. Yeah. 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 Look how many, I mean... There was more people died in one day in one in Iwo Jima than died in Afghanistan and Iraq. Yep. Actually, I think there was more died in one day than they died in Vietnam. To the Google machine. Google machine. It was a lot. There was like 60,000, 80,000 troops you know, from <laughs> both sides. Uh, in 36 days of fighting on the island, nearly 7,000 U.S. Marines were killed. Another 20,000 were wounded. Marines captured 216 Japanese soldiers. The rest were killed in action. The island was finally declared secured on March in in March of 1945. Right. So in 36 days, they killed seven seven thousand mm-hmm. Marines. Uh, okay. Ta-da. The five amphibious corps killed approximately twenty two thousand Japanese soldiers and sailors. The cost was staggering. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. I mean, the the thing that I, how many Marines died the first day of Iwo Jima, and it's like, and it's thirty six days of combat on Iwo Jima. Right. Hey, look, that's not what I asked, fucker. Right. <laughs> okay, Andy. He's oh, bored. B o a r d bored. So, um, so back to traditions, if we will, mm-hmm. um, what, what is a tradition for the holidays that you would love to have? Love to have back or yeah, just a, a new tradition that you would love to start that you would love to see you know, get carried on a tradition that you would love to have back. Andy's over here playing footsie with me. It mean to. Honestly. Hey, big guy. What we're doing. Quiet. What we're doing right now with the Thanksgiving and Christmas and 
you know, our, our Halloween, we don't do necessarily a dress-up party or nothing like that, but we do a big chili deal, and it's more of a winter solstice type yeah. party or whatever. And I'm going to miss it. Yeah. I love the chili, yeah. the chili portion. Yeah, we'll save you some. <laughs> and I think, uh, but, I would like to say that everybody liked, enjoyed my chili. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the one we're doing right now, I, I love it. Because it's just, it's just getting family together. You know, it's not about, oh, what present did you buy this person? And da, da, da. It's just get family together and we eat a bunch of food that we probably shouldn't eat. But something better than others. Well, I mean, everybody needs substances. Oh, yeah. And you got to, that's why. That's why January 1st is the number one gym membership month in the world. <laughs> and January 2nd is the number one day that people stop going to the gym. No, oh, about the 7th. You give it seven days? Yeah, I give it seven days. We had a good workout this morning. Mm-hmm. Yes, I rather enjoyed it. Andrew? What? What tradition would you like to see or, or bring re- back? Yeah. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer without having to stream it. Ah. <laughs> mm. I'd like to see. Come down for, come down to the house. Mm. But that pretty well stopped whenever Grandma died. Mm. We'd always meet at Grandma's house. Of course, the house needs a, a good track loader to finish knocking it down. But anyway, <laughs> well, no. But, but your uncle hadn't been. I'm not kidding on that. It, but you know, just have your uncle come back for supper. Or you know, uh, you know, come back now for you know yeah. Thanksgiving and you know Christmas, right. like we do on mom's side. Right. But you know, I understand. You know, when the patriarch, my grandma, yeah, whenever she passed. It was, you know, kind of hit and miss. They'd come down, you know, spend 30, 40 minutes, and then, you know, leave. Which, you know, that's something. Has, has anybody from Bolivar reached out to him and said, hey, come down? Well, probably not, but, you know. Well, maybe you need to call him. The road work works both ways. Oh, I know. I'm, you know, I get that, but you know, but you know, he's got he's got three kids. Let's see, one, two, three. How old is four, your uncle? Though? Six grandkids, and they're all up Kansas City, mm-hmm. Kansas City area. 
That's a, that's a long ways away. Yeah. I mean, that's a long ways away. I mean, yeah. you know, it's a shame Matt lives that far away. I get what you're saying here. <laughs> Are you picking up what he's throwing down? Reach out. No need to sugarcoat it. I, no, reach out to I him. get it. I get it. Reach out yeah. to him. Say, you know. We're, we're old enough to where you remember that AT&T commercial. Reach out and touch someone. But it's not most long, of the time. It's not long distance anymore. That's correct. <laughs> most of the time, they'd come down and visit, you know, his wife's family that some still live in Bolivar. Mm-hmm. And not, you know, drop by and say, hi, how you doing? Mm. Yeah. I mean, we're there. We've right. been there since 91. Right. But, you know, at least, you know, call. Right. Call, say hi. How you doing? Yeah, I understand that. Okay. You know, I've got cousins that live, you know, Texas. You can. And they come up. And I hear about it through other friends that they were up here in like, uh, what are we, chopped liver? Mm. Mm. So, I mean. I understand. I'm saying I shouldn't have to, you know. Right. You know, call and say, hey, if you're down for, you know, let's give them a Christmas drop by. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have to. Shouldn't we're, have to. But we're family. Okay. Right? Let me let, let me be the devil's advocate here. Shouldn't have okay. to, but maybe you should once. And if that goes unsaid, then fuck them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Blood of the coven is thicker than water of the wound. So you're saying, you know, Make it Throw the bait out. Throw the bait out. Make it a tip. Yeah. Say, hey, yep. just see say, if they hey. bite. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you goes by, that'd be great. And if you don't, then okay. Mm-hmm. Sucks There's to be you. No shit. Life goes on. And so do we. And we do it is no mystery. It's a thing song for sitcom I can't remember what the hell it is start spreading the news I'm leaving today married the children love and marriage I've got another one going through my head sorry marriage I got a stepson like that, so I understand. The horse and carriage. This, I tell you, brother. You can't have one without the other. Love and marriage. Love and marriage. I'm sure people will love it hearing us sing. Arizona would go back to talking, please. Um... The one thing that I would love to have before I can't is I would like to have 
my brothers. Oh, fuck. Excuse me. Big yawn. Uh, my brothers and their families, all of us get together mm-hmm. for a big fucking Christmas. Yeah. Just my my older brother, his wife, his kids, their kids, my younger brother, his wife, his kids. Thank God there's no their kids. Uh, myself, my munchkin, and her boyfriend. Shout out, munchkin. Hey, girl. Hello. And uh, for those that are listening that are wondering, yes, she is my favorite. Because she's my only one. <laughs> but she's still my favorite. In theory. Um, but no, I mean, that's, that's something that we haven't, we haven't done in... I'm going to say at least a minute, 35, 36 years. Wow. That's like yeah. I told my, my Stuart family from Pleasant Hope. I had a cousin passed away here a couple of months or a month or so ago. We all met down there at the funeral and everything. It's like, you know, we got to get together instead of that burials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, I mean, life fucking happens. Everybody gets busy and you quit connecting and stuff, but fuck, you need to get together with your family. And there it is. But, again, blood of the coven is thicker than water of the womb. That's true. You know, um, I have members of my family that A, I don't know. B, it's sad to say, but I just don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've got family. I got people that I consider family that (laughs) not related to. Mm -hmm. And I've got people that I'm related to that I don't consider family. Right. I got family I haven't seen in a long time, except for when you and I went to visit him. Love to see him. I mean, we were like mm-hmm. inseparable. Yeah. For a lot of years. And probably the main reason I've never played with any of the band is because when Chris and I played together, it was... Magic. Yeah. I mean... We kind of, we fed off of each other. It mm-hmm. was, you know, and I understand he's busy and everything. I mean, he lives a whole 26 miles from us. Right. But love to see him more often. Yeah. Shout out, Chris Stewart. <laughs> love you, brother. <sighs> well, I think um, we've gotten pretty fucking sappy on this one. That's sad. Yeah, but... No, but seriously, family is the people you surround yourself with. Right. Um, like I say, blood relation, okay. Yeah. But familia. Familia. 
A million. I have, you know, and come across people in your lifetime that, yeah, I mean, there there's a a, a fine line between family and friends. Some may see it as friends, Mm -hmm. but then others see it as family. Mm -hmm. And my view on family is unconditional. Your family should be unconditionally a part of your family. Well, that's, you know, like Herbie. He moved out here in 2010. Before that, he was like that uncle that you've seen every couple of years. Four or five years. Okay. You've seen yeah. for a week. Mm-hmm. You know. We knew we loved each other because we're family. Right. We're brothers. We love each other. Didn't know if we liked each other. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and that sounds funny, but it's it's true. Then once he got moved out here, we got to go on the shrine events together and everything. And it's like Blue Lodge, Blue Lodge, and yeah, okay, I like this guy too. It's fucking freaky how much we're alike. Yeah, it's oh, kind of yeah. scary. <laughs> and what's the age difference? Nineteen years. Yep. So, yeah, and I—I I mean, I was close. I was close to Gary until Chris became a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And he was rebelling against his dad, and, and that's fine. And I and I took his side, and you know, but yeah, Gary and I came back together before he passed away, and I was glad about that. Well, and you know, when I when I had my motorcycle wreck, Gary, got him and Anita both went over and above the call of duty to make sure I made it to my doctor's appointments and shit, so Ann can still go to work. And yeah, I'll never forget the last conversation I had with him. Joy, joyous. Um, the the holidays should be a joyous occasion. Um, it should be, but for for a lot of people, it's not. I want to say most people, it's not because there's a loved one that's not going to yeah. celebrate that holiday. The for for the first time. Yeah. There's. Loved one that hadn't celebrated the holiday for the twentieth time or right. whatever. Um, joy to the world, yeah, okay. Well, in- it's it's uh, it's 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 honestly a humbling time. Yeah. But if you can celebrate it with your friends and family. Then that's that's all you can that's all you can ask for. Yeah, you know you gotta you know the people that are around you 
right now. That's who you got to celebrate with. Ha <laughs> you got to celebrate with me, Andy. <laughs> la, 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 la. Um, you know, but with um, those that won't celebrate or can't celebrate because mm. they're no longer here, the one thing that we have to keep in mind is the only time somebody truly dies is when you never, when you no longer talk about them. Right. You know, I've, yep. I, I've, yeah. Anyways, um, Andy, your dad is going to live forever in your mind. And, He's up there with my dad right now, telling little fucking war stories and shit. Playing cards. Playing cards. Talking about trucking. Talking yep. about trucking. <laughs> trucking. On the one-way street, I was trucking. I'll drink a cup of coffee. Hell, he might be talking about horrors. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, was <laughs> On that note, um, you've just listened to another episode of Stu Him Productions Presents JM Solve the World After, after Dark. Dark. I've been James. <laughs> I've been Matt. And on behalf of Andrew. Hello. <laughs> we would like to remind you to keep one fist in the gold, one foot in the gutter, and we will be seeing you. Peace out, brothers and sisters. <laughs>